OTB Sports Rugby. I just remember when Stephen Jones was stepping up to take it, I was there going, oh, we've got this. Had they given it to Gavin Henson, I would have been a lot more worried. Um, <laughs> Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Rugby on Off the Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Andy Dunn, before we get really into the uh, weeds with this particular match, we've got to give you a credit here. You said 10 to points, 10 points to 15 points win when you're on Wednesday Night Rugby. Joe and Jerry sound like they need to, might, might need to take your temperature when you made that prediction. <laughs> but uh, you could be a bit smug about it now. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was... Um, it was, I thought, based in some logic, but then watching the game today, I started to question my own logic in reality. I think certainly went at 25-19 when we were really locked in, um, both sides were quite tired. I mean, after arguably the, the best 40 minutes of rugby I've seen uh, at international level in the Aviva well, that first 40 minutes was swashbuckling high level entertainment high level execution and both sides paid for it to a certain degree in that 20 minute period in the second half I think they were dead in their feet um, a number of players we, we saw uh, off the ball were struggling you know just to, to get back into the line and to, and to be of value to the group you could just see they were, they were laid out on their feet so certainly at that stage I wasn't overly confident but um, yeah it was great that we pulled away and got that uh, that all important score could have gone either way at 25-19 but super to get that win yeah well we'll go back to the first half maybe in a moment but you mentioned that Troy the, the ring rose finish was excellent he made the, the kick a bit easier for Ross Byrne but the pass from Caelan Doris the man of the match today he mm. was absolutely superb and we said off Mike as well during the game we said and yourself were chatting it just seemed like this Irish team were ready for this they were because it was a quiet second half after that helter-skelter first half there was two scores one on each side before that try came how impressed were you by that finish of the game for Ireland? I was hugely impressed in that it showed a versatility in our in our tactics and in our strategy we, we've been we've become I suppose uh, renowned for having a, a really creative attack an attack that is um, you know provides the ball carrier with two or three options at all times and, and becomes increasingly difficult for any international team to defend that in the second half when, when everyone was out on their feet we, we showed a, a, a pragmatism to our game when we when we couldn't run that type of attack and what we did was hold possession play a, a, a very rook labour intensive game ironically but lots of rooks lots of holding on to possession and then smart kicks to the corner but uh, both Burn and uh, Burn and Casey when yeah. they came on um, what's probably more um, significant for me is that we not only did we play that pragmatism and, and, and game winning type rugby we played that with the personnel on the field um, without our starting front row without one of our starting second rows without our starting nine without our starting ten and arguably without Robbie Henshaw as well who has had a longer term injury but to beat France who haven't lost in 14 games and are one of the best two sides in the world 
not having our starting front row, one second row, um, Gibson Park and Sexton on the field is hugely, hugely promising for this Irish group. Um, uh, there's a maturity in them. There's a stickability in them that you know they, they know how to hang in there. Um, the Caelan Doris tribe was just pure hunger. Um, it was, I mean, yes, there was skill involved, but there was hunger. Um, the set up the, the leg drive for Caelan Doris just to push physically harder than than opposition players who are who can equal him physically. He's he's. Um, Although not not regularly, but he he just had leg drive, got his hands free through a brilliant right to left pass, and Ringrose did the same. Beat two defenders. It looked like pure hunger, uh, as opposed to skill. Both of them showed plenty of moments of great skill in the game, but that to me was just a greater drive and a stronger mentality than the French at that stage. So it's um, we're really in a kind of dizzy heights period because we're driving success now with the full squad and a greater depth and a greater contribution from those fringe players that's, that are really significant the French in the first half put on some brilliant rugby but they were also very sloppy they coughed up a lot of possession in the first half were they poor down to their own mistakes or did Ireland pressure them into making those mistakes well yeah it was a really strange dynamic in that first half the the um the French were quite sloppy in possession. Number of times they they had balls that passes that didn't go to hands. So balls were, were bouncing along the ground, and Ireland chased those with, with great hunger, but arguably too much hunger at times. When that game got so broken, and similarly with a number of block down kicks, suddenly sometimes the defence overly chases that, and you lose your integrity in terms of your shape and defence. And France by virtue of making clanger mistakes and balls bouncing along the floor and our hunger chasing it they actually capitalised on that and we um, we missed um, we got 80% of our tackles but we missed 20% of our tackles uh, that is not typical of this Irish team they're typically a 90-95% to 95% tackle completion team uh, France beat 38 defenders in 80 minutes so um, but they didn't always construct the situations to do that they were opportunistic because of their own mistakes broken field ball balls bouncing along on the floor Ireland over chasing and over hungry and suddenly the game was broken up and with all to give France their, their dues th- that first try and their only try in the first half was a, a thing of beauty from, mm-hmm. from deep in their own territory but I think they probably didn't break us down systematically they broke us down opportunistically so just one more on the French before we talk about the Irish first half is that Fabien Galtier must be looking at that performance today because everybody thought you know they were as they say dumping the dirty diesel last weekend in that game against Italy um, where they didn't play great but still got it the win and that they were really focused on coming to Dublin and getting a, a huge victory ahead of the World Cup but that hasn't happened and you're kind of looking at that French team now after winning the Grand Slam last year are they a little bit concerned now heading into their own World Cup? I think they'll come away from it um, a little concerned I do I think um, they'll be aware that we can match them in the scrum with not not even our first choice front five Um, they'll be aware that we're close to matching them in the line out although we we weren't as accurate today in some cases in the line out I think where fans are particularly strong is how competitive they are at every breakdown and how strong they are defensively. They make you work. They make Ireland work hugely 
to, to get our scores and, and uh, we needed multiple possessions and multiple phases to do it very often and I think that's something that is going to stand stand them through right through to the World Cup is they're, they're, they're remarkably difficult to play against because that level of intensity that, that they bring to every tackle and every rook and you have to be on absolutely top form even to just hold possession where I think they may have deeper concerns is, is ironically is their attack um, provided had the ball not been so broken and fractured on the field and, and France being opportunistic they didn't create in a way that was systematic they didn't break us down they, they took a lot of opportunities um, from broken field play and, and that's not something you can build around that, that ha- that's happenstance from game to game and that would be more concerning from my end for the likes of Gareth uh, yeah, as I you think. guys mentioned Manchester Rugby as well is that a lot of those narrow wins were down to like little bits of magic by certain players and that kind of feeds into what you were saying absolutely as well. today uh, Penno in particular um, Dupont um, the, the French left winger that Jelange the number six they were hugely um, influential by broken field attack um, they caused havoc and the, the, like we said 38 defenders were beaten and between the two French wingers I think there was nearly 18 between the two of them but that was all always from blockdown kicks balls that squirted out of a rook um, passes that bounced along the ground and again that is that is opportunism it's individual talent but teams will know how to shut that down and tighten up games and then the question is how good are France in attack um, so that would be their concern my concern um, if you could have any is just how good and competitive France are at every breakdown and in every tackle and if you're not on 90 to 100% of your capacity you're going to get turned over by them and today thankfully we were potential quarterfinal opponents of course in the World Cup for Ireland but Ireland right now are just worrying about playing Italy in about a week's time the Grand Slam is still on the tries they scored today will give them great confidence as well we saw a lovely assist from Philly Bealham who uh, seems to be really uh, kind of boning up with his uh, tight furlong uh, videos maybe to, to improve himself but um, James Lowe as well with an incredible finish he almost was breakdancing over that line assisted by uh, Mac Hansen who's pretty mercurial today but you know I suppose they're just happy enough that they're getting good tries they, I know the third one was a bit, bit more of a, a grunted effort but would you say they're confident after those scores? Uh, yeah, I, I think they're they're a team that is is riding high on confidence, and I think a lot of it comes from the confidence their their head coach shows in them and shows in the depth of the squad. And I think he empowers them as a, as a group to to um, to have options, genuine options on the field, to execute them, to take risks. And I think they're aware that it's not it's probably not they're not going to be crucified if they take a risk and it doesn't come off. You can see that in in the flair that comes into their game and and. And the execution on that on, on the tries themselves uh, Bealham's inside ball was uh, Furlong-esque but I think the more uh, more significant points of, of Bealham's presence on the field was that the scrum didn't go back once and um, that was one of the biggest concerns about losing Furlong and what is our strength and depth Bealham stepped up to the plate and as did Tom O'Toole who came off the bench and did a brilliant job so we're suddenly looking at um a far more reassured presence in terms of our front five and their depth we had, we'd Herring go off the field and obviously Sheehan was injured so uh, not that Kelleher's third choice he's second choice it seems at the moment but our first and third were missing we'd Ty Byrne go off the field um, so that looks like a significant injury and hopefully it, it isn't but yeah we, we um, 
we've we've got a lot of depth now and I think we've got a lot of versatility in our attack we've got a coaching team that are calm in in sometimes chaotic circumstances and, and reassured so all in all it's it's um, yeah it's, there are dizzy heights for this Irish squad at the moment yeah Johnny Sexton got a, a leg injury as well he didn't look as bad he was down on the touchline there giving an interview and he seemed okay but uh, himself Conor Murray still look good together the back line and all were you happy enough with their performance Today. Yeah, certainly in that first half, I, um, I thought the back line um, were very creative and I thought um, dangerous, particularly in that, that James Lowe try acrobatically finished in the corner, but the lead-up play was fantastic. Um, I thought Sexton was working his usual high-quality Involvement in terms of bringing all the players into the game, varying our, our attack. Um, in the second half, the game stagnated somewhat, so the backline didn't look as, as dangerous. But what we did look was uh, pragmatic and smart. And like we've mentioned, Craig Casey coming on, using that left boot to kick nice grubbers and, and box kicks into the corner. And Ross Byrne, equally uh, smart and pragmatic in that second half. So again, it just shows that we have a versatility overall in our game. We, we can't always for 80 minutes look fluent in attack and certainly with changes and injuries and um, new combinations on the field it can be hard and there's also that whole what's gone on in the first 45 to 50 minutes that has an effect on on the physicality and and the capacity of the team in terms of fitness so um, the the versatility overall really and and changing tack to be smart um, canny game managers for the last 20 minutes is, is a lovely trait in any team Let's be honest here, Andy. Italy, Ireland should be winning that game in Rome. The Grand Slam will still be on, you would think, after that match. But then there's a trip to Edinburgh to take on Scotland before England come here. They are two teams who historically have given Ireland trouble when trying to go for a Grand Slam or Six Nations Championship. Would you still be a bit concerned with those two games coming? Yeah, I I think... um I think Italy in Rome um, won't be a pushover. I think they're they're uh, a team on on the rise. Um, I think they're they're again a team who's managed similarly to Ireland with a very empowering coach who who embraces the team to take risks, and that can be dangerous. Um, however, I do think we'll beat Italy. I'd be a little worried about going to Scotland. Um, again, just based on on the quality of Scotland's performance last week. Um, and yes, there are no pushovers in England, regardless of their loss last week. Um, right now, ultimately, I, I believe we can do a Grand Slam. I think it's our greatest opportunity um, in recent years since 2018. And also, it's, it's an opportunity to win a Grand Slam at home, which we've never done. Thanks, so Andy. Thank you. Cheers. Rugby on Off the Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.